the Edible Valley Podcast, episode 207. On this episode, we're talking rising food prices. Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you, from growers to producers to chefs. And I challenge John, Darren, and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our edible valley. Good day to you. This is the Edible Valley Podcast, episode 200. And seven. My name is William. I'm the producer. To my left, we've got Mr. Jonathan Fraser. They call him that because that is his name. Hello. That's what my mom named me, actually. Wow. Actually, it was my grandfather because he didn't like what my parents were going to name me. We're we're not going to talk about that today. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Darren Howlett is not the name I was given. Neither Darren nor Howlett was the name I was born with. Really? That's another story. Or do you want me to tell you? I mean, you can't. I mean... (laughs) Uh, how much sure. do I care? Okay. A little okay. bit. Go on. So my dad's my stepdad. He adopted me. He gave me my last name, Howlett. Uh-huh. And my birth dad named me DJ after my mom, whose name was Deborah June. And then he left. And my mom's like, well, screw that. I'm going to change his name. And so she changed my name to Darren. But I, I was born DJ Murphy. And now I'm Darren Howlett. D- I kind of feel DJ Murphy. This is the Edible Valley podcast with DJ Murphy. I'd listen to that. All right. oh, totally. I'm your co-host, DJ Murphy. <laughs> we got the DJ in the house. <laughs> Anyways, that was a weird tangent. <laughs> that was a really weird tangent. Today so we're talking about the family tree. <laughs> um, so we're going to dive straight in to food prices. Um, if you're listening to this uh, very recently, you're going to know everything. That's basically everything in the world's gone wrong in the last five years. Uh, if it's 20 years ago, this probably looks like a really great time. But um, we've had the virus and we've had Brexit and we've had, you know, events in America, should we say. And of course, we've just had Russia invading the Ukraine. So uh, there's a lot going on at the moment. And it all the world seems to be kind of doing something. But one thing is absolutely certain, and that is food prices and yeah. all prices actually for just about everything absolutely rocketing john i don't know whether to laugh or cry right now <laughs> yeah. yeah all the things that you just listed are parts are uh, uh, that's what's contributing to it but i mean that's really what we're gonna get into isn't it well i think i want you to go because this is what? this was your episode because yeah you this like... started this started with me texting you guys saying at the grocery store saying what the hell <laughs> Uh, so I have a small catering business, and just to throw some numbers out there, I did a quick look, uh, as I do every week, what I need to pick up from the grocery store, and uh, I can usually, I'm usually laser focused on pricing. I'm, I'm always know exactly what it's going to be, and I knew going out that this was going to be about 450 bucks, whatever. Like I don't need to know that. I just like to know that my costs are in line and I keep my costs where they need to be. And ringing it through, it came to five seventy five. Whoa! Yeah, it looked like it was gonna be five twenty five, and I think that's what I texted you guys. And then when I actually, I was, I had forgotten three things. I went back to get them, and everything came to five seventy five from a four fifty shop. So like that's over twenty percent. And I mean, I realized that some of that was me using pricing from earlier in the year. In that, 
uh, right now people are saying there's five, six, seven percent increases, but six months ago there was five percent increases too, and before that, and and there's more increases, yeah. and more increases, and yeah, yeah. Anyways, it was significant enough that I was shocked and bitter and grumpy about it, and I had to voice my anger to our Edible Valley chat. Well, now you have 20 minutes to complain. <laughs> so no, this go, isn't gonna be me. Yeah. No, this isn't going to be me griping. So exactly, that's just it. We were talking about, um, you know, and I pointed out exact specific examples, you know, like I was like, well, I'm holding this bag of avocados that not even nine months ago cost $8. That's now $11, right? That's, that's a 20 something percent increase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 25, whatever. Um, yeah. And I was, there was a couple other things where I was just, just shocked. So, uh, yeah, John's like, well, there's lots of contributing factors. So, let's well, go over yeah, that. like there is there's so many things that and I mean, Will brought up most of them at the beginning. Is yeah, we are just coming on the back end of a pandemic. Right. Which has really thrown a wrench into everything. And mm-hmm. uh, has but how does that actually become? I mean, you can say, oh, we were all sick. How does that actually equate into higher prices? Well, I think that drives to I don't know. Interesting I question. I think, I think, <laughs> I think, I think for me, I think there's a couple of things. I think that a there's fewer people to draw from to work. There's a labor mm. shortage right, right. now. Yeah. That's so then a they, huge so then you have one. Fewer people absolutely actually making the foods, or producing the foods, or picking the foods, or yeah. packing the foods, whatever it or is, or supplying the food. The food right. chain. The food chain has got some hiccups in it right now. Yeah, yeah. It's shown us that there's this there's this process from the food being planted in the first place to picked yeah you you know there's there's two things so there's, there's the what's happening in ukraine as well there right. are like 30 percent of the world's wheat or something yeah comes yeah. from ukraine sunflower oil out of there yeah, yeah. and so you don't think about it's this we're realizing that it's this massive ecosystem yeah that and you just take to take one thing like to take T- truck drivers, for right. example. Now, right. um, the, the, there's there's a, there's two issues at the moment with right. that. We're, we're strictly speaking about, you know, getting a to B. And if a yeah. truck driver has the virus, they can't do that anymore. So how is, is the right. supermarket shelf going to have stuff put into it? That's so right. That's just one of them. Well, even yeah. going across the border was another thing. Yeah. Like yeah. Having to isolate and stuff yeah. like that, doing that. But like, yeah, and I think that that's just it. I think that people have come... Com- place in, in just thinking, well, I'll just go to my grocery store and pick up the groceries, not really putting, you know, connecting dots that th- those groceries come from places. Yeah. And right now with everybody going through what everybody's going through, they can't go from places to here. Have you guys even thought about the food chain of how it actually works? Because yeah. we're talking about the farmer who's yeah. creating the product, yeah. who sends it off to the processor. Sure. And the processor... So that's sometimes that's on the farm or off the farm where the food gets processed. Then it goes to a distributor. Right. From the distributor, it goes to the retailer. Then it goes to your consumer, which would be yourself. Mm-hmm. And then part of the food chain, too, is also disposal. Right. Of the waste mm. from the food. Mm. So you think about that whole chain. That's one, two, three, four, five, six steps there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we're having issues in each one of those steps right yeah. now. So that's driving right. the price up. And and it's making issue if you think about like, uh, you know, how many um, container ships are being stuck right. outside. Yeah. You know, remember we were hearing about San Francisco, how they were there were ships stuck out there. And right. you realize how much product comes in through that, and especially like for ourselves with Vancouver. That's a major shipping lane. Yeah. yeah. 
And that's been stalled out. And how many ships are sitting out there waiting to get unloaded because there's not the staff to unload right. them. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, let's chuck a few more out there. So obviously we had the pandemic, so the border was closed. Yeah. We had flooding. Anyone remember that? We've had <laughs> so much happen. We haven't even yeah. got into climate Just change, have un- we? No, unbelievable flooding back in the autumn uh, meant that there was Vancouver Island and, and there was actually two Vancouver Islands because the city of Vancouver was right. essentially an island. Right. So plus there was Vancouver Island. And of course, Vancouver Island is behind Vancouver, essentially, from the perspective of most of Canada. So stuff, our shelves here on the island started to empty out yeah. again because things couldn't get and they actually had to come in through the state. Um, That's right. I what about, let's go... Time. Yeah, let's go back six months again. Does anyone remember it being 112 degrees? Because <laughs> oh. that's what it was last summer for right. a long time. Yeah. Um, and it was, and so there were towns. I think Linton in BC just blew right. up. Right. You know? and so, but we're, I mean, yeah, as exactly. for how that, uh, terrible. Uh, like how that affects the food chain, I mean, I right away with flooding a crop and then burning it, like mm. obviously your yield for your crop is you're going to have so much more waste. You're going to have so much more that's not uh, being able to pull be pulled from that, mm. right? And then that's why that's why you get that higher cost because you know a farmer that was expecting to make this much off that f- crop off that field still needs to make it to stay in yeah. business for the next year, even though there's far less produce yeah. coming off of it. Right? Yeah, to, for so. them to live and. Not to take it too much off a tangent, but I don't mm-hmm. think this gets talked about enough, and I think we should with food security and things like that, mm-hmm. that when there's less of something and the price goes up, there are going to be people that can no longer afford it. Yeah. That, so we're talking avocados. This yeah. is not a shot at you. It's no. in the slightest. But there are people that can no longer get avocados. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now you might say, well, first world problems, but what to replace avocados for... Bread yeah, and staples, milk, exactly. and you know, at yeah. some Let's point there are some people going. We can't get that anymore. We yeah. can't look, afford it. Look what's happening right now over in Russia right. and Ukraine with India. Like right. they get a major supply, and China both get a major supply of their wheat from both of those areas. Oh, right. right, they're that's getting shut down. Right, right. So you think about that. Actually, look at Ukraine, how big of an area it is. And they're worried about them not being able to, the farmers, to be able to work their fields Mm. because of this war that's going on. So Mm. that could be a serious issue for Europe with the down, uh, you know, losing that amount of area. If you think of how big Ukraine is, and it's a farming area, and they're going to lose all of that this year. Or if they don't get it in the ground now, it's not going to come up. Like spring's happening now. So if they don't get this sorted out in the next months or so, that's going to drive prices up because mm-hmm. that demand in Europe is going to mm-hmm. have, they have some money and they're going to start pulling from well, there you Western go. And supply. Again, I, I want to just keep driving this back to how does this affect us? So then let's say, yeah, throughout Europe, there's higher demand for product because they're going through a shortage. So they all of a sudden are willing to pay a little bit more, which is going to pull product from us, Yeah, which means that the fair, our scarcity g- grows and they have, you know, w- with scarcity, people pay more because it's there's less of it to go around. Yeah. So there you go. There's the food price going up again. Mm-hmm. And we're living in a inflation right now too. <laughs> so hilarious. Um, 
<laughs> so many funny things today <laughs> on this episode, right? No, but no, and, uh, yeah, I'm not but making think light about of it. I'm like, uh, it's uh, literally a list that I don't even think we have enough full. We can't even get into in an episode of everything that's contributing to this. This oh, is crazy. Let's, yeah, let's talk about fuel prices. Like, oh, uh, I mean, yeah. How do we not mention that fuel price? I mean, <laughs> Russia is being heavily sanctioned, and a lot. I mean, not not so in the North yeah. America anymore, but um, Europe, places like Germany, uh, I think close to fifty percent of their fuel and gas comes from Russia. Wow. Yeah. Um, they can't just cut it off overnight, no. although they might be fairly close to made to quite Well, soon. that's even but our own situation where we have plenty of, of yeah. petroleum in this area, but we're, we have no way of processing it or supplying it to either end of yeah. the country, right? So yeah. Is that right? There's, yeah, so there's a little bit of issue. I know there's a lot of people like, yeah, let's, this was like, why put a pipeline in? But now they, yeah, maybe yeah. we need to double down and have this pipeline just be able to supply ourselves with fuel. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a loaded issue, true. and I don't. Want yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't really have a stance on that. Yeah, but yeah. holy smokes, it's true. Like, yeah, I I remember not even a year, two years ago, uh, I was in Mission. I was just, I think it was on my way into the interior, maybe three years ago. I was on my way to the interior, and gas had hit a dollar sixty-five, and I was like, "This is gross." I'm taking a picture of this, and I'm showing people how disgusting a dollar sixty-five is. And this was even three years ago, and now uh, gas hit two dollars here. I was like, oh, I never thought I'd see that day. And at that time, that it was a dollar sixty-five, it was like a dollar twenty something here. But wow. it was just in Mission that yeah. it was. I think it was a dollar twenty-nine here. But like I, yeah, I was absolutely blown About away. Twenty-five. I remember those good times. <laughs> yeah. um, Anyways, well, yeah. I want. I would like to talk a little bit about because I bypass the retail a lot of times. Yeah, true. Uh, with ordering through the restaurant, I. I do straight from distributors, right? Right. And that's been an interesting thing over the last two years is that you've seen products that were very common occurrence and very easy product and that you would be able to sort of check between different companies to see the prices and they were yeah. always within right. a couple dollar rate. So it was kind of like, eh, like I'll say coconut milk was sure. one. I'm like, ah, coconut milk, I'll just buy that from these guys today. Like, mm. ah, it's like a $2 more, whatever. But I've got a full case. order yeah. for a case. But now all of a sudden there's twenty dollar differences, and it's going through everything. Like wow, like from fennel. I was looking at fennel, and one one group was eighty dollars for twenty four heads of fennel, and another one was one hundred thirty dollars for My fennel, God. and then yeah, another one was one hundred ten. So How it was is like. That? How is that? Well, it's it's where they're getting their supply from and what oh. they're purchasing it from, and and I so would I would assume that at the point like this, everybody's in lockdown in that. Um, those people that they're getting the supplies from, uh, they're probably they're probably not able to window shop right now. Your your distributor yes. isn't able to go to. Well, normally we deal with this people. But let's see what these people are doing. Th they've already got that deal locked in. Yeah, yeah. There's and a so, lot of the negotiation isn't happening before like it used to, where they're like, right. no, no, we can get a better deal for this. Well, right. You know, like oh, they're gonna sell it to us for this much. Well, then we'll get it right. from these guys. But now that doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Wow. So you're seeing those these prices creep up on uh and yeah like there's some of the people that i would expect to have very low prices from are even more expensive than the mm. people that i expect to have high prices from so it's really wow. really put a little bit more effort into being a restaurateur and if you're a restaurateur who is dealing with one distributor right now yeah you need to be really on your mark because you can get affected pretty quickly and it, that well, goes and right against your bottom it. line so like with my catering i realized that i mean what do I do to these schools and kids that, you know, a lot that I'm supplying a lot of food? Do I just like 
slap an extra dollar or two onto the, I can't do that. I, I, you know, I just, I, I can't, we're coming to the end of the school year. I'm just going to ride it out. But my costs went up so high that my profit margin is becoming nil. Right. I mean? yeah, like, yeah. Really? There's no profit margin. Well, almost. you went from doing 400 and what was that? 450 to 575, 575 for, for, to produce an order of food. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. And, and I'm not, it's not, Oh, woe is me, you know, Oh, poor Darren. I'm just saying that, uh, the reality is that unless something radical happens over the summer, I'm going to have to jack my prices up just so that there's still a profit in it for me. And yeah, still inflation. be able to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, minimum wage is raising next month, so that should solve it. <laughs> there uh, we go. Yeah, I'll solve everything. <laughs> no, so no. I, 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 I mean, I'm laugh. curious. We haven't. We normally sometimes we brief each other for a minute about what we'd like to talk about, but we didn't get into this. But I have a, a question. I hope I'm not catching you guys off guard. So, knowing all this, seeing how everything's going, what do you have planned to deal with that? How do you? What do you have plan? How do you? How are you going to navigate around it? Well, I know I do need to lose a little bit of weight. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is just that going to eat less? I'm just going to eat less, I figure. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, just just slim down a little bit. I overeat, uh-huh. you know. One um, or two less bags of potato chips a week, and I think I should oh, be no, doing Oh, no, not potato chips. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I mean, I've, I've stopped wasting food. Um, oh, yeah. I, I actually have started making sure that there's only a few things in the fridge. Right. And using them and taking it from that angle instead of just what do I fancy take getting from the store on my way home from work. Right. And it is phenomenal. I can't believe the difference it's oh, made wow. by looking and thinking, what have I got? What can I make? Yeah. Instead of driving home thinking, what do I fancy tonight? Right. Uh, it's a really good difference. I've spent considerably, probably 50% less on food because I'm not chucking anything away. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that's almost a positive. I was going to ask, can we think of any positives yeah. to any of this? Well, Honest, honestly, I've done a bit of what you're doing, not a lot, but uh, I've taken to making a couple of curries now a week mm. because curry is such a broad category yeah. that I can literally just find something in my f- fridge or freezer. I'm like, yeah, I got to use that up knowing my kids are, are game. They're going to eat that curry. So like... Whereas before, some of that may have become waste or some of yeah. it may be still in my freezer. That just became a meal so I can buy less. So, yeah. Well, and I'm I'm kind of, I'm going down the same. I'm doing that as Darren's been doing for years as the, mm-hmm. the meal prepping and getting ahead of myself. Like, right. I made myself soup the other day. Like, Thanks. so I got a whole chicken, cooked it down, threw all the mirepoix. It cost me $30 for all the ingredients to make this big batch of soup there mm-hmm. and and i had that for two weeks like i froze half of yeah. it off and then i'll i'll cook off some rice or mm-hmm. i'll uh do up a little pasta or whatever just to just to bulk it up a little bit and yeah there, there's a meal for me you know yeah, and, yeah. I, and i made oh i made amazing grits nice uh, nice I said sausage with grits and i used the chicken soup as the the base for the grits and i was nice. like oh this was like <laughs> so good um, and that, that meal cost me like, well, first of all, the bag of grits was given to me. So that's a bonus there. there. And no, yeah. Grits wasn't going to be expensive anyway. Your, co- your cornmeal. Oh, <laughs> when was the last time you were at the grocery store? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ch- changed since you were there this morning, right? <laughs> um, yeah. And that, and uh, I've planted a little more or planting a little more. That's my, uh, yeah, that's, my goal. Yeah, I mean, that's great. A couple of things going in the garden more than I would have done in the past. I so think. One of the other bonuses. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. Didn't mean to do that at all. Uh, But I was thinking that this is actually a good time to start looking locally too. 
Yeah. yeah. As Darren said, because you know, here's the deal is that we've always had, uh, it's been always more expensive for the locally grown product, but most of these we've established a very good growing season around here and a good, yeah. good bunch of farms. And I think their costs are going to stay maybe a little bit more, yeah. but yeah. it's going to see it. Yeah. You're going to see it drop or I think you're going to see it level out and everything raised to their prices. And so I think right. you're going to get some really good deals yeah. on local products. And you know what? That so supports food security. Absolutely. And puts us all in a good place. Yeah. And it's buying in bulk and processing that food and having like doing up some tomato sauce or yeah. Yeah. canning some pickles, like having that stuff for the, over the winter time is just going to help you out. It costs a little bit more in the summer, but yeah. It's going to be great in the winter, right? So, yeah. absolutely. Um, we got uh, we got home delivery just to put a lighter edge on this. Yeah, we got home delivery food uh, the other day from a grocery store. Oh, okay. And first time we done it, and we asked for two potatoes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Can you imagine a potato. Mm-hmm. They were jacket potatoes or uh, yep. uh, roast potato, uh, baked Ro- potatoes. Baker. Yeah. And uh, russets. Um, russets. Yeah, we are russets. Mm-hmm. It's always it's not like another language. We have a whole <laughs> bunch of words for it. So yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so we got, they they didn't interpret or write to us, all right? So the potatoes are the biggest potatoes I've ever seen. <laughs> Two potatoes took up a whole supermarket bag. What? A whole bag. That's not possible. I'm, I'm holding up and just showing you now how big each one. Footballs? Yeah, like I'm, yeah, I'm talking like a small football. Wow. Twice. Yeah. That's that's yeah. an American football, not a Canadian <laughs> yeah. football. Yeah. That's crazy. It was very, very funny. We were like, oh my gosh, is that two potatoes? <laughs> Bless them. They got a five star review because <laughs> legends. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, yeah. Okay. Um well yeah. yeah. And I, as we're talking about, you know, I think the the last point that I'd make there too is that uh to bring this back to the food chain, yeah, if you're shopping local you're making that chain so much smaller, you know, we're, you're yeah. eliminating so many of those parts that where food costs get added. So by, you know, supporting local, you're not just helping your own economy. You're, uh, you're avoiding all those different places where oh, a little I, extra cost gets added on. I just love you brought that. Cause I looked down at this list and so like labor shortage, I mean, yes, yeah. there is labor shortage in the community, but there's a labor shortage getting the food to us, so yeah. delivering it to us, you know, like, yeah. Um, problems in the supply chain, right? Like things getting lost and stuff like that. Like, well, it's going yeah. from that farm to your plate. So there's a bonus right there. Yeah. Uh, climate change. Well, you know what? It's getting warmer here. <laughs> so we might get some avocados growing outside. So yeah. who knows? Uh, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I can finally grow limes. that lemon tree that yeah. I've always wanted. You know, yeah. we do get local uh, lemons, the Meyer lemons from industry farms. Yeah. Wow. Which are amazing. But it is in a greenhouse, but I'm like amazed yeah. how many lemons we get from them. Oh, I mean, not from industry farms. Please don't buy their <laughs> Don't <laughs> buy theirs. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it's, yeah, and, th- and that just adds to our food security and the fuel price gets driven down because yeah. it, you're not bringing it halfway. You're not bringing it no. up from Mexico. You're not bringing it from halfway around the world, so. Yeah. So we we uh, we weren't sure about this episode. We knew we had to do an episode on on food. Yeah, we had prices. to comment on it. It was just crazy. Yeah, we we have to be where you are, yeah. and you, if you're the half average person, are, are aware of the food prices at the moment. Um, it, it's probably the closest we'll ever come to a general complaining podcast. <laughs> but I do hope that we manage to shine a bit of a light on everything and. 
at least when we're in the grocery store and we see those ticket prices going up and up, we understand that it's a whole process and we should be very grateful for mm -hmm. everything that brings that to our shelves. And But we should be happy to go back to what our grandparents would have been doing yeah. you know, a little while ago and making things go a little bit further. Yeah, that was Jerry's final thoughts. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like you to put a little challenge out to our listeners out there. Sure. Okay. Everyone, and be like, what are some ways that you can save money on your food bills? Sure. Yeah, yeah that's, we'd love to know that. Yeah, we'd something that we haven't covered. Or maybe we'd we love go to into hear that. from you yeah. how you are cutting back on your food bill yeah. or maintaining your food bill and being able to feed your family or feed sure. yourself on, on a, a much tighter budget. Than food hacks. Food yeah. hacks. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. So Great. Well, thank you very much. Uh, this has been uh, Edible Valley episode 207. We're right up there now. Heading fast towards episode 300. Uh, my name is William. I'm the producer. I'm chef and host Jonathan Fraser. And I'm DJ Murphy signing off. <laughs> A great one. And that wraps up another episode of the Edible Valley podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast. They make it possible for us to showcase your local food community. We'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at Edible Valley, where you can check out our blog, find recipes and tips, behind the scenes, and of course, keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your Edible Valley. <laughs> it's like a shootout. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys. Spider-Man again. Spider-Man meme. We're just like doing like. Okay, ready again?